and I'll hand over to Paul. We'll talk about it for a while before we open up the room for questions. So here we go. Passage I've selected from the AA Big Book is page 89, chapter seven, working with others. <clears throat> so practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. Life will take on new meaning to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of, of our lives. Perhaps you are not acquainted with any drinkers who want to recover. You can easily find some by asking a few doctors, ministers, priests or hospitals. They will be only too glad to assist you. Don't start out as an evangelist or reformer. Unfortunately, a lot of prejudice exists. You'll be handicapped if you arouse it. Ministers and doctors are competent and you can learn much from them if you wish, but it happens that because of your own drinking experience, you can be uniquely useful to other alcoholics. So cooperate, never criticize. To be helpful is our only aim. Uh, so with that, I'll pass it over to you, Paul. Thank you. Oh. All right, thanks. I just have to uh, hold on one second, all right? Yeah, no problem. The computer's asking for something. Can't keep a computer waiting. It's for boss these days. All right. There you go. It's done now. All right. Well, uh, welcome everyone. Paul, alcoholic. I like. Uh, a lot of people don't like to say they're alcoholic after they get sophisticated through, let's say, non-duality or something, but you can always use, I'm a grateful member of AA, which is nice, eh? But you're not proclaiming uh, to be the disease, but you're, yeah, it's a nice way to say it. So grateful member of recovery. Uh, yes, the first paragraph, obviously, uh, that's one, you know, let's call it service. And it's one of the three foundations of, of the pyramid, so to speak. Yeah. Service, recovery, recovery, and unity, I think. So service is not, uh, it's a privilege, really. So uh, you could tell when you were in new. The people who uh, could smell out the value of service, they tended to stay sober. Uh, the people that thought service was just another weighted obligation they wouldn't, didn't want to do, they tended not to stay sober. So service is a, a dominant uh, aspect of recovery. Yeah, so, and it basically says... Uh, 
the greatest thing to ensure immunity from drinking is intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. Now, my own experience, which were many, but one of them was obvious after six months in, in the program in America, where I am in California, they had a, a thing called hospital and institutions. And if you uh, signed up for that, you would uh, go to a different facility or rehab or and uh, hold a talk, hold a meeting. And usually it would be once a month. So you could have a few of them. And so once a month, you would go to a certain place. And so I had a, a number of those commitments and usually I did them for about 11 years. Yeah. And then I passed it on. It's, it's like the spirit of rotation. So I was at one of these, I went to many one day a month meetings. And a lot of times I felt uh, I was in a, obviously every time you're really feeling you're screwed, you think it's very unique, but I was in a lot of I had many examples of the problem over those months of uh, that one night a month. And I would go into that meeting and the, the biggest story I ever had could only withstand about 11 minutes and then it would just dissipate and then I'd be freed from the bondage of self. It didn't matter who was there or what was going on. It was just the, the effect that I was there. Yes. So uh, in a lot of ways, we're already always, or a lot of the times are in the process of coming to believe. Yeah. And then you're, you can't, you, it becomes a fact and then you see it demonstrated over and over again. So yeah, if you're new in AA uh, commitments and service, I feel are essential really. Yeah. Uh, life will take on new meaning. Yeah, that's pretty cool, eh? Yeah. Instead of, you know, wanting to see what you could get out of everything, you'd see what you can contribute. That's an incredible current shift. Yeah. Uh, to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact and new with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. Yeah. I mean, every one of us has stories. And so this one guy, I was used to go to a Sunday morning meeting in San Francisco at a weird, uh, the ARA house, which was like a rehab or a halfway house. And they had a very cheap breakfast before the meeting. And so the meeting would be packed and we were there. And this one day, this guy was there. He had a big black eye. And uh, he asked me to be a sponsor after the meeting. And I said, well, I'll, I'll decide by after you tell me the story. How did you get that black eye? So he said, all right, well, I hit myself with an iron. And I said, why the hell did you do that? He said, well, I robbed my roommates and I didn't want them to think it was me. So I hit myself with an iron and I said, all right, I'll work with you. His name was Donald. Now, Donald was in, like many of us, in an airtight 
situation of being fucked. You know, just, there was no, you could listen to it for 20 minutes and it was a seemingly hopeless situation. And his one was that he was uh, estranged from his wife and he had a young girl, young child who he wasn't able to see. There was restraining orders on his ass. And basically that's where he started. And the only thing he could hope for was maybe have a drive-by sighting of his daughter once, you know, in, in his future life. Yeah. So he got jumped into the program. He got a job as a cook at this other men's shelter. Uh, and then he, then he got the permission once every two weeks with supervision, like with a sheriff and with his wife, he could see his kid for an hour. Yeah. And then he kept going. And then it was just him and the sheriff and the kid. And then it was once a week. And then he got to see the kid and, and have her over. And it ended up that he ended up getting custody of the kid, met another woman and got had another kid and got married. And he became like the vice president of this fucking shelter. And basically, that's the last I saw of him. Yeah, I'm sure he's fucking alive and well. Yeah. But to see where he started from and to watch the effect of this program on him with the intimation of its effect on many others, yeah, was just a, you know, it's not a gift that you can easily explain. It's, it's more of a sense felt thing that's very intimate where you see the light go on in people's face and you see someone that's always was sitting in the back and just shuffling around and never seemingly getting it. And then once some day the light turned on and I see him now and he's got 35 years of sobriety. And I always see him with a newcomer or somebody. It's incredible, yeah. And, uh, you know, trust this process. If any, if you don't, don't trust your process. Really, <laughs> that's probably the major thing: is not trusting your process. Definitely about this process. Don't trust your process, and uh, you know, and don't leave before the miracle happens. Really, yeah. Simple. These things are so beautiful because it's really like just staying on an operating table just don't get up and don't play doctor and things go well. Yeah. Something does for us what we can't do for ourselves. So yeah. Working with us, what with others isn't essential. And over the years, you know, I feel service goes through a, a like an almost like an evolution. So first you're doing service and then when you're doing service, you have an experience that somehow you pop out of the ass of self and you fail, feel available. And then you feel something while you're available. Let's, and we call it the presence of the higher power. And so you keep doing service and it's pretty good about uh, producing that effect. Yeah. Pulls your ass out of yourself, yourself out of your ass. You feel available and you feel present. Then one day, with me, I said I felt the presence and I called it me. Yeah. And then I realized because I'm present, yeah, as this presence, I'm available. And if I'm available, I'm of service. Yeah. So now the service became an attitude and an outlook, not an action. 
even though the actions would continue, it became something greater than the action, yeah? It got something bigger. It became a new basis, or as it says here, life will take on new meaning. Exactly. A lot of, a lot of new meaning will be installed in the action figure, Paul. And while looking through it and through the new meaning, you'll get something. You'll get that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm all, you know, I have a foot or two in a couple other communities. Uh, I don't really think the non-duality is a community in a sense, but I would, I have one story I want to share with you. I was so moved by this idea of non-duality, this book I read, I went to India to see the person who wrote the book, yeah? Because he was 85, and I figured he's going to pass away soon. It'd be best to see him. So I went to Bombay, but I, had, I added it on to this huge trip I was on, yes? So I stopped in India to see this guy, and I had a big bag because I was trucking around the world in a weird way, yeah? And so I got there and I was figuring when I go south to see this other guy, Ramana Mahashi, where he lived, I'll just leave the bag at the guest house. But they wouldn't allow you to do that. Any space was very valuable in Bombay. So I was going to these non-dual meetings and I was sort of hinting at some of the regulars about, hey, can you help me with this big bag? I don't know what to do with it. And I'm going to leave for two weeks. No one really offered any help. And they'd say, well, just put it in a locker at the train station. And I said, well, I don't know if that's a good idea. And I was going to AA meetings in Bombay. And uh, I shared this one night at an AA meeting. And one of these old timers, he had 25 years, came up to me and it says, I'll help you with the bag. And I said, far out. And I was going to leave like a day later. And he came to my guest house, picked up the bag. And I said, I'm going to be back in 16 days. And I'll see you at a meeting and I'll come get it. Yeah. And he says, no, 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 I'll bring it back. So I get back in 16 days, see him. The next day he comes over and drops the bag. He had fixed the bag. It had broken zipper. He sewed the zipper. And he did this. And one of the people at the AA meeting told me, you know, he doesn't have a car. He took a bus over to your place. Yeah. He didn't say a word about this or anything, but it always made me cry when I think about it. He did the whole thing, fixed it up. It was just incredible. And that's the aspect of service in AA. Yes. That guy had an attitude of service. He didn't have to freaking do that. And he didn't have to go fix the bag. Yet he did. And he didn't say anything about it. He didn't tell me he took buses over where I was. Someone else told me he did it. Yeah. So uh, I think the attitude of service that can shine through, if you're going to use way things look as a touchstone to a condition, don't fall for the loving gaze or the monotone voice or the long hair looking like a left coast Jesus. Just sense that sense of service that people have. Yes, those are the real saints in some respects. So they're not saints, but something's coming through them, which is great. Yeah, yeah. So 
All right, thanks. That's uh, my little spiel. Working with others, yes? Yes. Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, if any of any any questions, please raise your virtual hands. Well, hold it one second, too. Okay. One of the, let's just give a reason why the service is so essential. The obsession with self is like a very tight orbit around this ideation of Paul. Yes, that's the addiction. The mental state is addicted to this idea of Paul. And that through that addiction, it just surrounds it. It just circles it all day. Yeah. So you're caught in almost like a cocoon that's getting weaved all day. And service is is a very high level success rate of pulling the attention and interest that's in that orbit out, out of that orbit. So you get pulled out of that orbit based on the situation. And that's when you get the free sample of feeling available and sensing a presence and all this stuff. Yes. But the reason why the service is essential is because of the problem. The excessive obsession with self is like that orbiting around the ideation, yes? And we need something for, in many of our cases, the diagnosis is you have to do service to, to do something to pull that orbit out. Thinking about it doesn't work, you know? Talking to people about it doesn't work, but the service will pull the attention out and you'll get a sense of what it feels like to be out of the ass of self. A real sense. And hopefully the recognition of being up the ass of self. So yeah, I'm a big, uh, yeah. Service is a, is a key based on the condition we're seemingly suffering under, yeah? Yeah. You ready for a question, right, Paul? Yeah. yeah. Chris, do you want to unmute yourself? Hey, hey, Paul. I just want to give a big fat amen brother to this thing about service. You know, I think all of our action figures have maybe different challenges or whatever and i i know what i get caught up in that all in my own little bubble there and i also just for some reason am very empathetic with people and so i'm just i just very naturally when i see someone who has a problem i feel like that's my problem and uh, but i never noticed what was going on there <laughs> when what happens is just the second I mean, it's, it's like literally true when you take on, you know, someone else's problem as your problem, you are immediately not focusing. I mean, the definition of not being focused on yourself, I never saw it as an opportunity for anything, you know, sitting on a meditation cushion, reading all these books, never did that for me. It's yeah. just like, that just reinforces it, but it's like, you know, neighbor across the street just adopted a little girl and she was afraid to go out on Halloween. So I'm like, oh, we'll make a little bag of candy and bring it over for her. And I'm not, try not trying to get any credit for it or anything. I just, I just felt, you know, what she's feeling and got, and then, you know, for that hour, no, no anxiety, no problems, no nothing. I'm great. So I just want to just, just really 
reinforce what you're saying and if because I think some people might not see it as a direct path to getting out of yourself. You could not have a more direct path. And that story you tell about when you said someone wanted you to run their, you know, their retreat program for them and and you're like, I think it should be focused on service. And they're like, yeah, we should give people what they want. We should provide good service. Like, no, that's not what I meant. Should make them do service. So that message has got to be so underappreciated because it's so counterintuitive in some ways, but it's so obvious in other ways. So thank you. Well, yeah, it's counterintuitive to the self-centeredness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the self-centeredness is self-centered. It's how everything pertains to it. And if it sees something doesn't pertain to it, it doesn't have much interest in it. Yeah, that's part of the... Uh, there's so much of the disease that the disease cannot diagnose. There's just so many thumbs sticking out that uh, the programming itself, that's why self can't get out of self. Yeah. It just doesn't see, uh, see it. It just doesn't. I mean, some of us, we had been, you know, I got run over twice by a car that didn't bring about seeing it. <laughs> it just, it was like, it was suspended and it went into suspended animation and then it woke up and started running the show again. So basically, uh, this trance or ideation of self, you don't even have to have the blinders on. It acts like a blinding. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. looking through such a myopic hole, uh, you don't really see much. Yeah. It's but, very funny when you, when, like I said, you maybe do some spontaneous act of service and then an hour later you go, okay, now that that's over, I got to go, I got to get back to worrying about shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the thing, the, see, self is not you. It's, you're, when what you, let's say your stance or emphasis changes, doesn't mean its emphasis or stance changes. It's very arthritic. It's very set. Yeah. Your growth doesn't, is not inherently based on its growth. Yeah. You can grow out of this bondage of self. It doesn't mean self gets looser. It means you grow out of it. Yeah. This is the dilemma. We're waiting for something to get it, which not isn't going to get it. The snake is a snake. Yeah. yeah. It's going to bite you at any given moment. It's yeah? very consistent. <laughs> yes. But this, this, this allegiance is is rooted and sustained by the act of being identified as self. That is truly the magic trick of this, of this event, yeah? We're identified as something that we're not, and we're living as if we are that, yeah? And to do that, we have to listen a lot to what's being broadcast in the head. And there has to be a lot of faith in that false evidence for it to appear real. And yet it does. So uh, see the hopelessness of the condition 
is seemingly hopeless. That's why it's great to fucking tell the truth about the hopelessness of the condition, because it's truly seemingly hopeless. Yeah. If you admit your defeat, there you, there you go. Yeah. If you realize you're not going to pull it off, things start working. It's just, you got to see it. It's just, uh, yeah. Something yeah, but... has failed us. You have not failed you. There are, uh, there's been a reliance on a system that has failed us. And why we're together based on the failure of that system is that something grew on that failed system, which was alcoholism or addiction for many of us. So we have a very, very intimate feeling of the tyranny of that addiction by what it brought about, which was alcoholism, yeah, or addiction to drugs, or eating, or sex, yes? So this would never have come up. We would probably never run into this without having been completely defeated by it, yeah? Because a complete defeat by it is not a complete defeat. It's actually the opening. Yeah, the admittance of powerlessness is when you start feeling power. Yeah, the admittance of defeat is the ingredient of the success. Yeah, because it's not you that has defeated you, itself has defeated you. That's a huge distinction. But with this constant habit of identifying it, we think we get guilt and shame for the demoralization of our life when that demoralization was imposed upon us. It was imposed upon us by something foreign. It's amazing. It's amazing how much guilt and shame gets produced out of shit we had nothing to do with. Mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can you not see the commonality of something if thousands of us thinking we're super unique and have unique situations, we all seemingly end up at the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. I mean, there's a message there, yes? This isn't, you are not the basis of the defeat. You are what has seemingly been defeated. <laughs> Self is what has defeated us. Us is you as a collective. You have been defeated by self. That's the message of recovery. And they realize you can't go to that which defeats you for the relief. You know, self can't get out of self. You can't use the mental situation to get out of the mental problem. Yeah, it's the old Einstein thing. It's, uh, if you could just back up and instead of seeing all the particulars, see the pattern of your defeat, you'll see that many of us have had the same pattern of defeat. Yeah. This thing doesn't have an infinite amount of traits. It has a certain finite amount of traits. Alcoholism amplifies things, sort of like jealousy or anger or, or, shame or guilt, it amplifies those things. 
it doesn't amplify compassion, charity, transcendence, yeah? Forgiveness, it doesn't amplify that. It minimizes that. It has, it's like a select, it has a select target that it amplifies alcoholism. What gives it the target is identification as self, the, the obsession with self. That's what the targets are not of alcoholism. They're of the identification as self, and then alcoholism amplifies those. The real addiction is the head's addiction to this idea. They're not, it's not you addicted to the idea. You're the audience watching the freaking show. Yeah, you can be identified or pledge allegiance to the character, but you're not the character. And the show is finite. It only lasts for 80 years, 60 years, 70 years. What we are as the audience is always available at all time. Yeah. You do service after a while because of you know, my affiliation with AA moved me to do shit that I would never have done by myself. Because of AA and my honoring and gratitude for that, I would show up where I wouldn't have showed up as Paul over and over again. AA brought the best out of me. That which could be pulled out of the, the disease was pulled out by recovery. Yeah. That's what Zen Bitch Slap does for the rest of us now. Well, great. Like if you would have called me earlier, Chris, let's say, fuck it, fuck Chris. But if you were, if I was in AA at the time and you in AA, I'd probably go see Chris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, just, it's, so something I was introduced to brought out the best in me. And that something I was calling me wasn't bringing out the best in me. Yes. It wasn't, and it wasn't going to. It's not of its nature to amplify compassion unless it can get something out of it, yeah? It's not. It's yeah. nothing right or wrong. It's not as of its nature. Yeah. Yeah? So, yeah, if you're new, sign up for commitments. Sign up for service. <laughs> it will do for you what you can't do for yourself right now. Yeah? yeah. It will. And so you, you get, the more you get the taste of relief, the more it's going to be valued, yeah? And yeah, there's going to be of... one day, and you probably not even notice it, that that craving will have been removed, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's like a... won't be wanting to drink anymore. Fucking yeah. unbelievable effect. Yeah, it's like a, I don't want to say it's like a drug, but it's like a magic instantaneous tranquilizer or something well it works and in this case being in a, a failed system and you know your life is unmanageable man one of two things that work milk them yeah yeah <laughs> milk them yeah because you don't got a lot going for you yeah so if you find work. something that works <laughs> we can work it you know <laughs> seriously <laughs> If you feel like you're the doer, do it. So. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you. People tell me, should I continue? They just explain it's really working for them. And then they go, should I continue? <laughs> of course. Yeah. When you run out, when you run, you know, the expert 
expiration date arrives, you'll get off the that dead horse because it served you well and get on another one. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You ready for another question, Paul? Got a couple for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Brendan, do you want to un unmute yourself? Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You got a question? Um, yeah. Is any of any uh hungry? I can order your pizza. I think we're all right for pizza, but thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, I got another question right. for you from uh, Sally. Sally, do you want to unmute yourself? Does everyone want pizza? <laughs> I've eaten already. It's, uh, it's evening already in the UK. I do. <laughs> but thanks, Brendan. I'm actually eating pizza right now. There you go. Fantastic. All right. Well, we know who to call now. All right. Anyone Sally? else? Sally, yes. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this at the weekend, but it's totally related to what you just said. Because, you know, I had I spent all this time in this non-dual communities that aren't communities. And then suddenly I have the steps as my bookmark. And then I was, I suddenly struck me how the first step, well, obviously you know what the steps are, but so I went from life has become unmanageable, which I used all kinds of labels of ADHD, depression, trauma, blah, 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 whatever that I use lots of labels, but unmanageable is much better because it's not personal. And then I tried to go to having had a spiritual <laughs> So I tried to get from step one to step 12 without doing all the stuff in the middle. I mean, I see this a lot in spiritual communities. And so the service thing is always like, uh, in fact, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say, oh, it's a block, blah, 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 because it's not interesting. And I, and I just think, just do it, right? Oh no, you're frozen. Does that mean I've frozen? I think it's just Paul that's frozen. I thought you were just listening really intensely to you, but I think you may have frozen. I have a really bad internet connection sometimes, so it just disappears, but I can see everybody. Yeah, everyone else. Is yeah, I, I think you are right. Paul might have just disappeared. Um... Yeah, just do it, Sally. Is someone, is that called two-stepping, as someone just wrote in the chat? So I'm not the first one to have spotted this, right? <laughs> two-stepping, what's two-stepping? I know what 13-stepping is. I don't know what two-stepping is. <laughs> I think it's when you go from step one to step 12. Exactly. So you decide your life's become unmanageable. You listen to a bit of non-duality. <laughs> oh, great, I'm enlightened. <laughs> So I don't have to do any shit anymore. That's what I did anyway. That was just I heard it. It is step one and step two, and then step one back again, yeah. and so on. Yeah. It's in the twelve and twelve. 
as a 12 tradition. And it's the one and the 12. That's exactly what you described, um, right. Sally. It's like I got the first step and now I've done, I can like go and start sharing, you know, without any of the work. But it's in the 12, it's in the book 12 and 12. Right. Well, that's good to know. Thank you. That's the predecessor of the third step waltz. Oh, my reception is not good either. This must be the silent transmission people talk about. Yeah, last time this happened, um, it was around Christmas time. And we nearly got onto this. We pretty much got onto the subject of me singing Christmas carols. So I'm hoping he's back soon. You don't want to hear my singing voice. Me too. While we're waiting for Paul, does anybody have a? Uh, uh, an anecdote about how uh, service really got, got him out of a mess. Mine was I was having a lot of anxiety and I went to a, a meeting and there was a guy that was uh, just complaining about his day. It wasn't anything to do with my problems. And I listened to him and all my problems went away. Anxiety went away. And I remember that so clearly. I'm like, wait a second. Just being with someone and, and taking their perspective it was like that trip out of a out of cell. Has anybody reached out to Paul to see uh, what his status is? Um, I don't have a direct line to him. I'm I'm sure as if Kerry Kerry, can you do you have a direct line to yeah, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can call a cell and see what happens. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm sure I'll be back in a sec. But yeah, I can really relate to all this about service. My, um, yeah, I've been so self-obsessed recently. I'm um, I'm training for a marathon, but of course, like any addict, I don't just, I've just been going running occasionally. It's becoming a seven days a week thing, three times in the gym, yoga every day weights and uh, training like I'm some elite athlete and of course I'm not and my body started falling to bits and I can see that if I'd have just been training normally I'd have been fine but yeah it, be, it became everything it's become the most important thing in my life and you know I've got I've got far more important things uh, but this is hyper focused to my own detriment so Paul's just answer machine came on. He could have had a power outage or something like that. He's just enjoying the pizza. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Brendan ordered. Well, Brendan's gone as well, so Brendan's probably sharing pizza <laughs> yeah. with. Um, he's he's trying to Paul. get in the waiting room. Do I let him in All or right. no? I don't know. I've, I've been weighing it up. He seems like he just is an innocent kid. Um, so I, I'm wondering if Paul's just uh, in the middle of a small weather incident. 
you know, that they have up in the Bay Area lately. Or a reboot. Yep. Well. Well, while we're waiting, if anyone's got any burning desire to share anything, uh, please feel free. Either that or I'm going to sing. Go for it, Rich. I was just thinking someone's going to call my bluff on this, and I am bluffing. You got me there. <laughs> Oh, Brandon, what are you doing, bro? Hmm. Are you huh? bored? Are you bored today? Yeah. Yeah, man. Where are you calling from? Hmm. Do. Okay, <laughs> Job. Brandon, shouldn't you be in school or something? How old are you? I'm 19. Oh, okay. It's the weekend. It is? Mm -hmm. uh, oh boy, I shouldn't be working today. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Looks like you're back. Yes. Uh... We're having trouble with Wi-Fi up here. There's a storm coming. So, yep. I don't know how to switch to the phone. So, Kerry, thanks for trying to call me. <laughs> I'm here. What were we speaking about? Yes. It was, we're not speaking about pizza anymore. No, no. We thought you were off having pizza with Brendan. Uh, we, we decided... Uh, Anyone else, Rich? Yeah, Sally's Sally's got more questions for you. Oh, so, no, yeah, go ahead, Dad. Uh, we lost you. Uh, I lost. Yeah, what's up again? Yeah, you were jump. You were trying to jump from, from step one to step twelve. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. I had How did that work? I'm not. It didn't. I realized I'm not the first one to have worked that one out. No, uh, that's good. Yeah, so well, the best example are your own. Yeah. Do you see why this idea, see when the idea of non-duality is attributed to the action figure, it, uh, it doesn't work. If the action figure, quote unquote, has alcoholism, uh, it's probably best to do the steps. <laughs> Because non-duality isn't a, a unique factor you're going to have. It's basically the reality, yeah? But when you, while you're in Rome, which is the capital of the dream, you have to do what the Romans do, yeah? So if you have certain predilections and conditions as the action figure, if they're not addressed, they usually become like the elephant in the room, yeah? And all the massaging it with philosophy and stuff really does work. So I've been a lot of people who try to get around 
Yeah, and this whole idea that when you're not Sally, the head as Sally uses it at, to its best. All right, I, that means I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you don't. Thing is, yeah, go ahead. Do you see it? Do you see the dilemma of identification? When you're thinking you're recognizing the identification, that could be another form of identification. It's not for Sally. Yes. Sally doesn't have a non-dual experience. <laughs> There's no non-dual experience. Yeah. For experiences to happen, there has to be action figure. There has to be a seeming thing. Is he gone again yeah. or frozen? Paul, I'm maybe try turning off your video, Paul. Maybe that'll help. Uh yeah, I wondered if it was something to do with me hosting. I've come into another room, but it, it doesn't seem any better. I'm, I'm no, right no, by my own Wi-Fi. We, yeah, we have trouble with the Wi-Fi. If it was you hosting, it would affect us all. It, what? So, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we hear you, Paul. Oh, good. All right, so... Yeah, just this was going off the rails a little bit, but it's another dilemma rooted in this act of being identified as self. Now we don't hear you. Sorry. Yeah. If you can hear us, we can't hear you. <laughs> Is he gone, Rich? It looks like we lost him again. Yeah, I can't see him. Yeah, man. I don't think here this is curious. Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> if it doesn't hold again, if it doesn't hold again, let me just say goodbye to everyone. Yeah. yeah. You got the drift, but the it. idea of uh Sally not being Sally, I'm not using you personally, but let's say the idea of Paul not being Paul is self trying to get out of self. Yes. It's captured by that statement. So this is the important thing. You see an aspect of you, and then you see the aspect that's saying it's seeing the aspect of you. And there's some freedom there. Yeah. You won't try to be a, a non-dual dualist. You won't try to be... <laughs> <laughs> it just works better, honey. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get. I had like a to-do list of what it like. Higher power should do this. Non-duality should do that. So I guess that was the kind of clue that maybe something was <laughs> the understanding wasn't kind of happening. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's and therefore that's served you now because it failed. Sure. How would it have come? How would have it been brought up if it seemed to succeed? That would have been worse in a sense. But by seeing that it's failed, 
then a new possibility is available. Sure. And look at yeah. the word new, it's all over recovery. It's not a rehashed, rehabilitated, it's new. New meaning, new, new happiness, new attitude, new outlook, yes? They're not of the same system. Yeah, they're a freedom from the system, not a freedom in the system, yeah? So I think I better say goodbye before another uh, crash. We have yeah. a difficult thing. Some people recommended, we're in a monopoly where I am. There's only one company that services the internet right now called Comcast. And uh, <laughs> at a point in Comcast, you go into an automated thing and then it ends. You never get to speak to a person. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, we have, we have a lot of difficulty with the Wi-Fi here. And you know, it's weird. You get a bill for 58 bucks a month and then it's 60 bucks and then 62. Nothing of the service have changed it's just new charges yeah <laughs> they just keep adding charges and so you think two dollars that's nothing but how about two eight hundred thousand people yeah yeah so uh, i used to do uh with my resentment inventory one of them was meter maids yeah i didn't have a resentment for one particular meter maid it was meter maids because in San Francisco, they're, they're, the way they made money was through ticketing, yeah? So you would live in fear that you had forgotten to move your car because they'd have weird hours of like, you can't park here from 11 to two Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> so if you forgot, ding, and these people would drive around all over the place, these meter maids putting tickets on people's car. So they were in my resentment inventory. I resent meter maids, yeah? So I would put Comcast in there. I resent Comcast, yes? So uh, any, anyone else wanna give it a shot? I got or a quick just... story, Paul, I got a quick story about meter maids. There was a guy in Minneapolis that used to like, when he'd see the meter maid, he'd go ahead of her and just put a quarter like in each expired car. Yeah. And he got in big trouble for like doing that. For like not being able to let her give a ticket, which I thought yes. was kind of weird. Anyways, that does. Yes. And another guy used to he use used a to popsicle. It here too. Another guy used to use a popsicle stick at Hennepin County. He, he'd shave down this popsicle stick and he learned that if you just jam it in, like it just puts on uh, money. So. That was a, a thing too, but enough about parking. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, right. Goran did have a quick question. If he still Who? wants to ask it. And it, Goran from Sweden. All right. Yes. Do you want to ask Hi, Goran? Paul. Yes. Hi, Paul. This, hi, this is Joran from Sweden. I'm an addict. Um, uh, nice to see you. Um, I was in the Tuesday's meeting. And, I, and I, I've been in recovery for like 19, 19 years next month and um, been doing the steps. I've been uh, um, 
big book thumper. I've done everything, but I, it's uh, like the last two years, I realized like, this is it. This is what is. I ended up like, um, how to put it? Like I've done a lot of meditation, praying, everything, but that somehow like, fell away and uh, ended up with yeah th this present moment you know and uh, but still this working with others is still happening and still going to the detox now and then uh, and having a meeting um and, but i i heard you on on some talks Paul. you you mentioned like the about the steps like it's i don't know if you put it in like it was a lot of doing and having but it seems like I need to do the steps, but I have ended up like the last couple of years in another situation somehow. I can't explain it. I, I, I don't yeah, know if yeah. you understand what I mean. Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's sort of like when they describe uh, a solution on 80, page 84 that something happens with no thought or effort on your part, yeah? So that's, mm. that's sort of when the steps are working you or you're living the steps. Yes. There's definitely an evolution in you're the, do, you're doing it. It's doing you. And now it's living as you, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I feel, is that what you're attempting to point out? Yeah. 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 The, the, you know, it's like, it seems like all the seeking I had for so many years, just have disappeared. It's like I'm content with what is. Yeah, great. Yes, I think that's uh, uh, the goal, G-O-A-L, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that's the same thing that's happened, yes. And you know, it's like, it's so, so easy, everything, you know? I, I've never been content. And even several years in recovery, I wasn't really content, you know, but because it's like always more, more, more. And the next time I will be more spiritual. I had like a, a picture in my mind about enlightenment and, and the spiritual uh, evolvement. But now it's like, I just, is there a God? I don't, it's like, it's, it's a non, none of my, what do you say? I'm not that interested, you know, and, and it says in the big book on one place, we have been placed in, in, a, in a place of neutrality and it feels more like that. Yes. It just can't. Yeah, can't. I'm agreeing with you there. I'm agreeing with you there. So obviously it's happening for both of us and neither of us has done. both of us neither of us have done it no. no that's the spirit of this of this uh of recovery to me tell you the truth yeah and you know I, i've been listening to your talks like for maybe 15 years maybe or something like that and and it's like it's just the last couple of years it's really like how do you say festered? It's like it the realization, but it 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 did come by itself, you know. So, um, yeah, the 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 yeah. seeking just ended. 
great. <laughs> that's a blessing. Yeah, that's great. And, and, and it's great. You must to be. be here. You must be the found, Gorin. You must be the found. What, if the seeking that? has ended. Yeah, yeah, found. Yeah, yeah. You must. You must be what you are looking for. <laughs> yeah. And and Paul, I must say that yeah. this meeting, ending up in this meeting, and and hearing this, and I was uh, and joined the meeting last Tuesday. It it's a really blessing to find a place where I can express this because it's like I'm I'm I have one friend I can talk about this, you know, and uh, uh, so. This, this is a blessing for me, for sure. So thank you so much for, for doing this. This is well, service. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, it being a blessing for you, you're a blessing for us. So there you go. Yeah. That's the thing about this new way of seeing. It's a win-win. It's not a win-lose dynamic. Yeah? Yeah. So you're blessed and... And you're part of the blessing for others. It's great. Yeah. Um, thanks for your share. Yes. What you were describing is, I feel, would be the same description I would give as how it's, uh, how it is as it passed through time. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's been a, a loss of interest in a lot. And uh, the word in English means a lot to me is enough. And then there's contentment and satisfaction. And uh, you're not looking for that. You're looking from it, you know, the contentment and satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And here we are sharing. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, thank you, Goran. I hope you keep coming back. It would be uh, a plus for the meeting. Yeah, thank you, Paul. It was great. All right. So I think we should start saying goodbye eh? before the thing kaputs again. So we got John from Florida. Always a pleasure, John. Yes, yes. Mickey, as always, the matriarch of Madeira. Kerry, thank you for trying to call me. Yeah. Mark, nice to see you, Mark. John K. As always, Rich, thank you for the service. Hope your kids are all right. Everything's going well. Joseph C., nice to see you, Joseph, as always. Goran from Sweden. Uh, from Kerry right now, turning it on. Decline. I declined you, Kerry. Uh, I can't be speaking to you right now. Martin, nice to see you, bro. Shannon, as always. Sally, yeah, nice to see you, Sally. Thank, thank you for uh, the points of inspiration you provide. Yeah, we got another Paul. There he is, chucking around. Roman, as always, my friend in uh, Germany with his lovely friend, Barbara. Gary Clark, the man from the corner. Chris B, thank you, Chris. Greg in Minneapolis. Uh, Oliver Berlin, Warren, Miranda, another day. Uh, very good. Jacob in Hudson, nice to see you, bro. Hudson Valley, Mia, I don't know where the hell she is, but she's somewhere. 
Yeah, Pink Cloud, Grateful Dave, as always. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I think that's it. Hey, listen. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for putting up with the Wi Fi and, uh, you know, have a blessed day. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. This is great. Thank you. All thank right. You, thank Paul. You. Thanks, Paul. See you. See you, everyone. Thanks, Paul. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Mickey.